Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. I think it's me who starts this one. I don't know if, as a listener, if you've noticed that every other podcast, (laughs) one time I will start the podcast, and the other time the other guy will start the podcast. Does it matter? No. Uh, but we just like to take turns because it's all fair and friendly. It's the <laughs> the Corona Grace <laughs> podcast. I'm Joel starting this one, and that other guy who just giggled it, he, uh, that is the Cap, Mike Kapler. What's going on, Probably Cap? Probably one of the most requested things we've had in people who correspond with us is that I always start the podcast. But, yep, uh, but that wouldn't be fair. Gonna, we're not going to cave. We're not going to give into that. <laughs> it's either because he's so nice or he wants to look cap wants to look fair and nice so that's well, why you know, he lets me start we're old radio guys that used to play music <laughs> on the radio so when someone would call in and make a request we'd, we'd want to play that but you know we want to we want to grant the request um i remember one time joel we had i forget what it is it's philippians i don't have it in front of me i, w- I want to say something like philippians one nine but that doesn't sound right philippians something so i think we just ended up calling it a philippians friday oh. and on a philippians friday you could uh, make your requests known that that's a phrase paul used in philippians oh okay with with thanksgiving make your requests known to god right yeah and that would be that works well with radio uh your request so yeah i get that <laughs> <laughs> And that that wasn't taken out of context. <laughs> no, not at all. Built your own radio <laughs> we know doctrine. Paul was talking about requesting music on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was somewhat new there. My wife—I don't think she was my wife at the time yet—but she would call up and request the same song every Sunday morning. And I think eventually I got a talking to about doing that. I don't—I don't know. <laughs> she wanted to hear <laughs> 1955 by Carmen. <laughs> remember that tune? <laughs> Which one? Carmen, nineteen fifty-five. No, I don't remember that. It was one. like a not 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 hillbilly. What's the um? Ding, 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 ding. I can't even remember how it goes now, but it was kind of nineteen fifty-five setting, and I don't know something about revival. I don't remember what it was, oh, but okay. yeah, it was just a, a fun tune that my wife liked at the time. If if our listeners will <laughs> indulge us for another minute, I I got a story to tell you. Oh, um, in, in go the, for it. In the very early days even before you were at the station, like back in the eighties, um, Michael James was on there and he, he hadn't really been on there much yet. And he was trying to, you know, talk real cool and everything, you know, (laughs) not like his preacher voice. And so he's on there being Michael James, you know, trying to be all, so I called him up and I disguised my voice (laughs) and I'd been listening for a little while. So I knew like the last 10 songs he'd played. And I kept saying, could you play blah, blah, blah? And he would say, man, I just played that one. And he's just being the cool DJ on the phone, too. So so funny. And uh, I just played that one about 10 minutes ago. And so I went through this process. I I kept naming a song that he had just recently played. Well, look, I just tuned in. Could 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 you play this one? And and it went on for like five, six songs, and then finally I started laughing, and he figured out it was me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I remember a different type of story, but um, when I was 
younger, b- before I ever listened to uh, Christian radio, I used to um, call in the local radio stations, and I would I would request songs. I remember, like, we had a, a teen line in our when I lived in St. Louis, and I would call the radio station and request songs, and I thought it was such a thrill when they would play my song. And then one time I called, uh, like, a local station here in Waterloo, and I requested, um, well, it was Roger Hodgson. He was the lead singer of Supertramp, and he had, I can't think of the name of the song now, but he had a solo song that I really liked. And I, I called up and I said, can you play that tune? And he says, well, turn on your radio. And it was playing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> that's super service right that's, there. Yeah, that's super really good. It's right quick. Super service. Really quick. It's never happened since, but... <laughs> False assumptions we've been talking about, things that people kind of assume about the gospel, Jesus, God, the Bible itself, and and things that are in there. Um, We've probably been doing this for the last four or five programs, I think. And uh, Joel, this week, what would you like to dive into? What what is it that people want to always come back with that they have either wondered about or want to argue about? or they're concerned about, maybe it's brought some fear in their life because they didn't understand a passage. What's on your mind? Well, I guess off the, um, from, from going on what we were talking about last week, and, you know, like, fall, well, and the week before, fallen from grace, and people think that it's when you've sinned, you've fallen from grace. And if we sin willfully, they think it's about if you've sinned, then there's no longer sacrifice. So, we, so that's the last two weeks, so you can go back and listen to those. But kind of stay, staying on the same theme, when we're talking about grace, when we're talking about salvation and, and life in Christ that has nothing to do with the law, and of course we always will tell people that you know sin is not a good thing. We want to turn from sin. We don't want to do ungodly things because in Christ that's not our nature. We've received a righteous nature by God himself, by the gift of God. He has given us his very own righteousness, and, and sin and ungodliness doesn't fit us. And so when we do ungodly things, which we do, which we all do, but we're acting according uh, um, to the opposite of what our true nature is. We're not acting according to our true nature in Christ uh, because we've been given a new nature, which that's another thing. Some people... Some people believe we, we have these dueling natures. we got a sinful nature, and we got our righteous nature. And they're just dueling it out all the time, but that's just not true. We sometimes do ungodly things because we're not living according to the new nature that we have. But So when we talk about things like that, people will, will bring up um, passages such as uh, in Galatians, Galatians 5. You know, Paul has been talking you know, for a lot about how it's not about their behavior. It's not about being under the law. It's about how you've received the spirit and you, you, God does wonderful things in and through you by the spirit of God. And so he'll, he says things like, um, uh, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh and things like that. But then he says, now the works of the flesh are evident and he lists sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, and in all these other things that he lists. And he says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so with just that little area there, that little passage, people will throw that at us. 
See, see, if you do bad things, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But then he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. He doesn't say you have to crucify the flesh. It says you have crucified the flesh which with its passions and desires. And so, so why do we do ungodly things? Well, again, it's because we're not living according to what is really true about us in Christ. But people will take this and they'll think, well, see, even believers, if you do ungodly things, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Well, the kingdom of God is something we received already by grace through faith apart from what we do. So what he's saying here is since there are people who will not inherit the kingdom of God because of these, because they are unrighteous, don't be like that. Be like who you are, the fruit of the spirit, that the spirit is who is in you. The Spirit of God is in you. He produces love, joy, peace, all these things. And against the things that he produces in and through us, there is, there's no law against those things. Those are the types of things that we do because of the Spirit. And so he's, he's not saying that you're no longer going to inherit the kingdom of God if you do those things. He's saying there's a, there's a better way in Christ, and that's by the Spirit. And there's a, another passage where Paul talks about these things in 1 Corinthians, but I'll well, first hand it over to you, Cap. See your thoughts. <laughs> well, yeah, First Corinthians 6, Paul says something similar. Do you not, let me just jump in here. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, uh, adulterers, uh, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, extortioners, swindlers. Uh, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And then Paul says this, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful or profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So what what is he saying here? I mean, what? What in the world is, is, is going on? What, well, well, let me just mention this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, when I used to read this, Joel, back in the day, I would look at that and say, well, the unrighteous are people who do these things, the fornicators, the idolaters, the adulterers, and so on. Um, the, these were unrighteous people because they did these things. And that would imply, if that were true, that would imply that I'm righteous because I don't do those things, and now we're back under a works environment mm, exactly. again, um, in, instead of one that is by faith, um, by grace through faith. Uh, so the unrighteous are unrighteous not because of what they do, be, but because they don't believe. Um, and so that's important to understand. We who believe have been righteous and, and sanctified. Uh, and justified because of what Jesus did on our behalf. So it's important to make those distinctions and then realize that Paul is saying, look, uh, the unrighteous do these things. I'm encouraging you not to do those things because it's not really who you are as a righteous individual. Exactly. That That is really what it's about. Because over and over again, time and time again, a big thing that we get from the Apostle Paul is that all these things, righteousness, salvation, justification, being justified, inheriting the kingdom of God, all of this is by God's grace. 
It's through faith, not through our works. I mean, if something that we do can disqualify us, then again, it's like what you said. It brings us back to works righteousness. It means that we've been made righteous or we can be made righteous by what we do and not according to God's grace. You know, Paul is, for one thing, he is accused by some people of of saying that you might as well sin because grace abounds. If grace abounds when you sin, then you might as well just sin. He says, I'm accused of saying that, but that's not really what I'm saying. And then he's just also just warning believers in general that that's not what the gospel is about. That's not what grace is about. It's not about just going out and, and doing ungodly things because you've been saved by grace. And so here he's saying all of these things, uh, again, that's what the unrighteous do. And again, like you say, it's because they are unrighteous. They have not received God's gift of righteousness. But in Christ, we have received his gift. And so he says, like what you brought out there in, in 1 Corinthians 6, after he talks about these things, these ungodly things, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. That's now who you are. You are because it's a past tense thing that is now true of you. It happened, and now it's true of you. You were washed. So you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified, and it's all by God's grace. And like you said, he he then went on and said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. So it's like, all things are lawful for me. That's a pretty powerful statement. After having been under the law all his life, you know, Paul knows what the law is. And he knows that if you live according to the law, you got to keep the whole thing. Those who do those things shall live by them, he says. If, you, if you're under the law, you live by the whole thing. Um, but he says, all things are lawful for me. All things. But he contrasts that by saying, but not all things are helpful. So I can do whatever I want, but not all things that I do are going to be helpful. Not, not all things. He says, I will not be dominated by anything or, or brought under the power of anything. He's like, I, because Christ is in me, I don't want sin, uh, ungodly behavior to dominate me. I don't want to be brought under its power. I'm going to dominate it. And then in 1 Corinthians 10, he says a similar thing. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each the other's well-being. So that's really what he's saying here. It's, it's, it's not a, uh, you're going to lose your salvation, or you're going to no longer be righteous. You know, you're not going to no longer have the kingdom of heaven as your inheritance, but rather because you are a member of the kingdom of heaven, then why are you acting like those who aren't? Why you, because you're righteous, why are you acting like those who aren't? It just, just don't let those things dominate you, is all, I think is all he's saying. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.